Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Oh, you all thought I was kidding yesterday. No, no, no. I was not. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show. I'm your host, Joe Spadoni. We have an awful lot to get into in this one hour here from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. If you're just getting off work, getting ready for work, getting ready for school, getting ready for Easter, getting ready for a trip, whatever you're getting ready to do, you're getting ready to take out the trash. It's cold out there. Maybe you're getting ready to go work out, do a morning jog, whatever you're doing. Be sure to download that Odyssey app, Favorite 95.7 The Game. Take me along with you. Take this station along. The Morning Roast, Steiny Goo, Willard Dibs, all those guys. Be sure to do that. Download the Odyssey app. Follow us on YouTube, Twitch. Hello, we are up and streaming live this morning. And hit me up at 888-957-9570. That is the Comcast business text line and call number. So call or text that number, 888-957-9570. And of course, on Twitter, at Spadoni underscore Joe, if you wish to give me a follow there. But you all thought I was kidding yesterday. As we react to the Golden State Warriors defeating the Oklahoma City Thunder 136-125 to at Chase Center last night. Great fourth quarter, 34 points there, holding the Thunder to 19, and you get a much-needed victory after the Lakers. They took care of their business in overtime against the Jazz. Almost felt like a must-win at that point as the Golden State Warriors still cling to that sixth seed. Check that. They're the fifth seed, but something's going to happen today where they end up dropping either the... Clippers or the Lakers are going to lose at Staples. Check that. The arena formerly known as Staples Center down in Los Angeles. So the uh, the Warriors will be a sixth seed by the end of today, but right now they are fifth seed. And I said this yesterday with the news of Andrew Wiggins returning, and we're going to hear from Andrew as him and President of Basketball Operations Bob Myers spoke to the media before the game yesterday. Great to see Andrew on the sideline during the game. You got the smiles. You got Bob Myers. It was all great. The feels were there, and you couldn't lose that game last night. You couldn't, although the Warriors tried their best. 79 points in the first half for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Are you kidding me? Josh Giddy answering every single 
shot that Steph or Poole or Moses Moody was making? What'd you have, a Moses Moody? Are you kidding me? We got so much to get into. Moses Moody having a game just warms my heart. But seeing Andrew Wiggins there before the game was awesome. And I said it at 5 a.m. yesterday on the pregame show. The Warriors are going back to the NBA Finals. Wiggins is back, and the Warriors are going to be back in the Finals. A lot of people scoffed at me, thinking I was doing a bit. Bonte thinks I'm doing some sort of reverse jinx on the Warriors. No! I meant what I said. I said it with my chest, and I truly believe it. The depth is there. They are healthy. They are getting a guy back in Andrew Wiggins, who is the second best player on the Warriors. I don't even mind saying that now. He is going to be the second best slash most important player for the Warriors come playoff time. Now they have to get there first. It looks like after winning last night, they have a very good chance to do so and stay out of the play-in game, but things still need to happen. You don't want to lose to Sacramento. That would be a disaster. Have the Lakers and Clippers went out. We get all that. Again, Lakers, Clippers play tonight at Crypto.com Arena down in Los Angeles. And the loser of that will be on the outside looking in. But the Warriors, they're sitting high and mighty still in that fifth seed. And 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That win last night, what did it mean for you? Because for me, it signified that not only are the Warriors healthy, but the depth is there. The championship depth is there. Now, there's some negatives to take away, absolutely. You can't give up 80 points in the first half and expect to win a lot of games come playoff time. But defense, it clamps down in playoff time. I expect that to happen, at least at Chase Center. We'll see on the road. Again, light the beam. They're uh, looming this Friday. Cannot wait for that. Man, that's going to be some game, by the way. Warriors-Kings. I cannot wait for that. And we'll see if Andrew Wiggins is going to be available for that one at Golden One Arena. I would lean no, but again, we shall see. Probably hoping for that Blazers game on Sunday. And uh, again, we'll hear from Andrew Wiggins and President of Basketball Operations Bob Myers here in just a second as they address the media before the game. But the depth is there for the Golden State Warriors. Just look at last night's box score alone and all the contributors you had in a huge win, and in a must-win game. You had Moses Moody, already mentioned him, dropping 13 points, three three-pointers. Dante DiVincenzo back off the bench, no problem. Four of eight from beyond the arc, 16 points there. You had Gary Payton, four of eight, eight points. Loon Dog, 11 boards. He's hammering them. Another four offensive rebounds. The guy just, come on. Draymond, getting after it on both sides of the court. Kaminga, okay, not his best game uh, shooting-wise, 4 of 10, whatever, but he was getting the boards. That's something we've been hammering him about, and four offensive rebounds for Jonathan Kaminga. Anthony Lamb didn't play in the second half, and that meant a guy like Moses Moody could continue to play. Curry, 34. Poole, 30. And they get it done, 136-125 to 125 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Massive, massive win for them. Two more to go. You hope as this season is winding down, and here's what the NBA standings are currently. You got Denver locked into the one seed, and we'll get to them in a second as they lost to the Houston Rockets. And uh, the MVP race was decided last night, by the way. And uh, I'll get into more of that as the show goes on. But it was absolutely decided what took place with the Nuggets and what took place 
with Philadelphia as they took on the Boston Celtics. Grizzlies, they're locked into the two. Kings locked into the three. And the Phoenix Suns are basically locked into that four spot. Warriors, they're three uh, games behind them in the loss column, but that doesn't really matter. It's going to be the Suns at the four spot. And again, like I said, the Clippers and Lakers, six and seven, respectively there. They're taking on each other tonight, and that's going to be must-see TV. No Warriors game tonight. That's what you're turning on. You got the Giants, obviously. That's a day game, I believe. But again, the NBA, and we were talking about it all season long. It's been a bad season up until that trade deadline. And after the trade deadline, it's been, what Dan Patrick used to say, en fuego. All the teams, you can feel the intensity. You can feel the urgency. Like last night, Lakers in Utah, overtime, they didn't even have Laurie Markinen. They had Sexton coming back. You had Taylor Horton Tucker and Juan Toscano Anderson revenge games against the Lakers. But LeBron, somehow, some way, being 38 years old, willed that team to a victory. We'll wait to see their availability today. Took a lot out of them. And on the back end of a back to back, I know they're back at home. Technically, it is a Clippers home game, but it, Clippers and Lakers play at the same place. So it is a home game nonetheless. There'll be a lot of Laker fans in the building. But 38 years old. And uh, that's a lot to recover from if you're LeBron James overtime in altitude in Salt Lake City. And Anthony Davis, we'll check to see his availability. D'Angelo Russell didn't play yesterday. They needed that. So all eyes on that game tonight. But the Warriors, they handled their business after the Lakers handled theirs. And it's the storylines. Like, I cannot believe where we are at in this season. I have never seen anything like this since I've been watching the NBA for the better part of 25 years now, this crazy of a last week deciding seeds. And any of these teams, like, that's the crazy thing. And Howard Beck, he joined the Morning Roast yesterday, and he talked about Howard Beck covered, used to cover the Lakers, used to cover the Knicks. Oakland guy, has been covered in the league for a long, long time, does it better than anyone else. Howard Beck, he's amazing. He joined the Morning Roast yesterday. And he's kind of echoed what I was about to say here, is that any of those teams that we're talking right now, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, any of those teams can make it to the finals, which is just nuts. That's a 5, 6, and 7 seed. When's the last time you can say that? Right? It's almost always the 1 or 2 seed or the 3 seed. But I think those 1, 2s, and 3s are scared of the 5, 6, and 7s. And that just doesn't happen. Here's Howard Beck talking about that and the West, you know, not fearing the Denver Nuggets. I'll answer it this way. Over the last few weeks when I've been bumping into people around the league, you know, coaches, GMs, whoever, and I say, so who's coming out of the West? Usually they'll name a team or two that are possible, and none of them ever name the Nuggets. People don't, don't believe in them. And if the, if the Nuggets, you know, want to, you know, take that kind of sentiment and slap it on, on, you know, bulletin boards and everything, like they, they can, I think they know it. It's kind of like what Mike Brown, uh, you know, you know, the Kings coach was saying, to my buddies Mark Stein and Chris Haynes on their podcast last week too, like he he he, they're fully aware that people aren't really respecting the Kings in that regard too. And all I would say is like this is one of those years, right, where no one really fears the the three teams at the top of the West because like the scariest teams in theory are actually the bottom of the bracket. Yeah. That's the thing. The scariest teams are at the bottom of the bracket. That just doesn't happen usually. But injuries. Weird circumstances, a Wiggins absence, a punch in the face, all sorts of stuff. It happens through the course of a season, and we are here now. And the Warriors don't care. They just want to get in. 
And right now, they are in the playoffs and out of the play-ins. Good morning on YouTube, KM Johnson, Zach. Where's the next parade? I'm telling you, they're going back to the NBA Finals. I'm saying it with my chest. This isn't some reverse jinx, as Bonte would try to say. I truly believe that they are going back to the Finals. Just look at the depth last night. In the absence of Clay Thompson, who was scratched late with a sore back, Moses Moody stepped up. Again, we'll hear from him in just a second. Rennell, good morning. Let's go Dubs. Mentality, KM Johnson, Stunna, all you. Good morning there. 888-957-9570 is the number if you would like to call or text in. Appreciate all of you there. Moses Moody, what was it like coming back and having time to develop in the G League after that performance? Let's hear from that guy. When I was in college, uh, my coach, he, he had a thing for a lot of grad transfers. So we had a lot of grad transfers that came in. And me as a freshman, like I would hear them talk about basketball and talk about the game in ways that I didn't really understand. And it was cool when I thought I really wanted to. But then later, the more I thought about it, I realized, like, I'd rather take the time that, you know, because it takes time to learn a game like that. But those four years that I could be learning the college game, I'd rather do it in the NBA. So that's what this is, just a developmental process and trusting that, embracing the role, being where your feet are, and not trying to have too much of an ego or anything, just uh, just grinding every day, trying to be the best player I can be. So it's interesting, right? We look at a guy like Jordan Poole who went off last night, 30 points. He was huge. He was hitting clutch, clutch buckets there to will that team to a victory, him and Steph both just being clutch as hell. But we look at a guy like Jordan Poole, right? First-round pick, Michigan, a blue-blood program. You're expecting a lot of this kid. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. He can handle it. He can do all the stuff offensively, right? He's got size, 6'5". You don't think Jordan Poole's that tall, but he's like a 6'5 guy. He's wiry, struggles, goes back to the G League. You're looking like, ah, oh, this guy's going to be bust. Like that... He looked like a flat-out bust early on. Confidence wasn't there. The shots weren't going down. It was all bad for Jordan Poole. Now, look at him. He's got paid. He's a sixth man. He's balling in and out of the lineup. He's had a rough, rough season as it pertains to being in and out of that starting lineup. And it's messed with his confidence. It's messed with his play on the court. It's messed with a lot of the psyche in his dome. And it's been very difficult to watch at times, just like on the road, it's been very difficult to watch at times for this Golden State Warriors team. But he's figured it out as of late. You can play him in the fourth quarter, and he's been clutch as hell. But he spent time in the G League, and he had to develop, and he had to learn more. And Moses Moody, he's learning that. He's learning that it's not that easy. This NBA thing, it takes time, and it may not happen right away. But what we saw last night, and listen, I'm not saying Moses Moody has uh, solidified himself as a rotation piece next year after last night's performance, but I'll say this. I liked the confidence. I liked that he didn't get too much into his own dome after turning it over a couple times. He stepped out of bounds after he was driving to the hoop, and I think he probably would have at least got a foul call there, if not get the bucket, but he stepped out of bounds. But that didn't shake him. He stepped right into a three-pointer. And he was there. Being ready is so underrated when it comes to sports. Your name is going to get called at some point. Like, who would have foreseen that Clay Thompson was going to have a sore back and get scratched? No one foresaw that. Well, maybe Moses early in the morning when he maybe got an inclination. Maybe the Dubs trainers were looking at Clay. Like, oh, look, he's probably not going to go tonight. But just of that day, he has to get his mind right. Oh, oh snap. I'm going to be playing maybe 20 plus minutes tonight. 
and he did, and he flourished. Being able to show out when the opportunity is given is what sports is all about. And that's how you make a name for yourself. And that's what Moses Moody did last night in a must-win game for the Golden State Warriors against, let's face it, that's a difficult matchup for them. The Oklahoma City Thunder are young, they're long, they're athletic. Yeah, again, emphasis on young. They're going to have some stupid turnovers, but they get to the rim a lot. And they, let's face it, they did also not get a great whistle in the fourth quarter yesterday. The coach got the T. Dagnalt, right? Mark Dagnalt. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The last name is so many different letters, but Dagnalt seething that Draymond Green took the ball from the ref, started up a play real quick, wasn't allowed to substitute Jalen Williams into the game. He was pissed, got the technical for it, and it was kind of all she wrote. It was unraveling there towards the end for the Oklahoma City Thunder, in large part because Jordan Poole. But again, a young team in a must-win, in a team that is trying to get into the play-in game, in a team that has been acquiring assets for as long as they have in the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, shout-out to them for a season that... I don't think a lot of us saw, but saw coming, that is. But they've been pretty damn good. I know they're not probably going to make it. They're, what's their record now? They're, you know, 38 and 42. So they're clinging to that 10 spot still. So maybe I shouldn't throw dirt on them yet. They're a half game lead over the Dallas Mavericks, who I still think will make it. But God, they're talking about shutting down Luka and Kyrie. They only have like, what, three games left? Come on. What do we do? And they're talking about re-signing Kyrie Irving as I digress here. Oh my God. I say all that to say, good job, Moses Moody. Good job. And here's Steve Kerr talking about what he saw from Moses uh, Moody last night and the importance of that performance. Moses and Dante off the bench were both huge. Moses, you know, I can't say enough about this young guy, the way he has prepared and worked, and he's so mature. And over the last couple of weeks, you could really see the improvement and the confidence and the strength around the basket. And, you know, I think I told you guys this, but when I talked to him, Bob and I talked to him a couple of months ago and asked him how he was doing with not playing much. And he said, look, I chose to develop in the NBA, not at Arkansas. If I was at Arkansas, I'd be playing. I chose to develop in the NBA. And this is part of it, like the most mature answer I've ever heard anybody give. But that's who he is. He's just a really mature young guy and he gets it. A lot to learn, but he puts in the work, he puts in the time, he's got an incredible attitude and he's the work is paying off and he's getting better. And tonight he was one of the keys to the game. The work is paying off. Hard work usually does. And just good to see Moses Moody yesterday. Again, just a up and down season for the whole team, especially for the young guys. Hell, you traded James Wiseman. Kaminga's been in and out. He's been playing more as of late, been playing better as of late. Jonathan Kaminga, again, he was in the starting lineup for Kavon Looney yesterday. The rebounds were there, eight rebounds for him. But Moses Moody, and a guy you thought was going to be a rotational piece at the beginning of the season, and a guy that you thought the Warriors could have for a long, long time, he's been in and out, barely playing, DNPs, G-leaguer, and to see him have that performance last night was pretty freaking awesome. Another awesome performance I shouldn't say performance, just an awesome thing to see was Andrew Wiggins back on the floor. And Bob Myers, and he addressed the media before the game. We're going to play some of the clips here now. And uh, Andrew Wiggins returned, president of basketball operations, Bob Myers before the game. Here's what he had to say. As far as return to play, that'll be decided by our medical staff, um, Andrew. But we don't. I don't have that answer. I don't think anybody has that answer. But once we do, we'll tell you as soon as we know he's... Not hurt, but 
basketball requires a certain level of stamina and endurance, and we need to make sure he's ready to play when he when he comes back. You need to make sure he's ready to play, which is why it's important to stay out of that playing game, get that week off, get that re- uh, rest ready. You don't want to have to come back. I believe the play-in's, what, next Friday or Thursday, somewhere around there. Let me know if I'm wrong, Sammy, back there. Sam Lubman, producer extraordinaire for the Morning Roast. Also, a little bit, I guess, for the pregame show, because he sends me in and out of YouTube, so I appreciate him there. And then Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys, check out the latest pod there as the San Francisco Giants smashed the Chicago White Sox. They're back in action today in the Windy City, but Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys, for all your Giants talk, the latest there on Odyssey, wherever you want to find it, YouTube as well, him and Joe Shasky doing a great job over there. But more from Bob Myers talking about family being more important than basketball as it pertains to Andrew Wiggins' absence. And I also want to thank our organization for handling it the way we did. Basketball is a really important thing in the world. It's certainly here, but it's never more important than family. And that's never going to change. So when a player or an employee of this organization is dealing with something involving their family, we fully support that. And we will always fully support that. That, that in fact, was an easy decision for us. It wasn't hard. Basketball is Andrew's job. It's, in a sense, my job, but it's not my life. It's not his life. I know you have to ask him questions. He's going to sit up here and answer them. But I hope you can respect the answers he gives. And he'll be as open as he chooses to be. Yeah, I, I think what sometimes gets lost in professional sports, and although everybody in this room covers them, they're, these, they're people, you know, they have lives and family. And I, I know that sounds obvious, but it sometimes gets lost. But when you work here, at least how we do it, you get to know Andrew as a person, not just as a 20-point scorer. So when someone that you know or work with goes through something, your first thought is, how can I help? Are you okay? Is there anything you need? And in this case, Andrew needed to be away. And um, whatever he needed, we wanted to support. This is a guy that I can tell you, and we were talking before we came up where he's he's made sacrifices personally for, for this for this organization some you may know of some you may not but i do president of basketball operations for the golden state warriors there bob meyer speaking with andrew wiggins before the game and let's listen to the man himself andrew wiggins uh talking about you know a lot of people are asking about his conditioning where is he at there let's hear that uh after we hear uh, his thanking the organization and everyone for giving him uh, some space. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you to Joe, Bob, Steve, and, you know, the whole Warriors organization for giving me space and privacy, you know, during the time I needed to be with my family. And thank you all, you know, for the people that also respected my privacy and space. And I appreciate that a lot. It's just, you know, when you're in a certain situation and your family needs you and it requires your attention and, you know, your love, that's my first priority, you know, my career, everything, you know, family is always first for me, you know, and always be that way. You know, whenever I think I'm, I felt like I was in a safe space to, um, you know, to come back, you know, I feel like we had, we got everything settled, not fully settled, but, you know, in a place where I, safe place where I can come back. It was all just love and support. I had a lot of the teammates just, you know, hitting me up and, you know, saying, saying their love and their prayers. You know, I just appreciate it all. You know, it just goes a long way. You know, it's more than basketball. Just thank you, you know, for all the love and support, you know, through this uh, difficult time I had and my family had. And, you know, I appreciate it. Um, you guys are the best best fans in the world. Just, you know, getting a lot of shots up, little movements here and there in the court, running on the treadmill, 
working out, just a little bit lifting, just trying to stay as ready as I could, you know, in the circumstance. I mean, it all depended on, you know, the the whole situation. That was it, you know, just taking it day by day. And, you know, if I'm able to come back here, I would love to come back here, you know, and I made it here, so... A man of few words, Andrew Wiggins, he always has been, but succinct, straight to the point there, thanking the fans, thanking the organization for privacy, and just good to see him back on the court side yesterday. It definitely gave them a jolt. You can hear it from all these guys post-game talking about it, and uh, great to see him back. Again, Andrew Wiggins, back with the Golden State Warriors. When will he play? Hoping Portland? Maybe sack? I think that's a stretch. That's why it's just so important to stay out of that play-in game to give as much time as possible for him. And thank you, Sam Lubman, producer extraordinaire and host of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, for getting me this info. So April 11th, that's the play-in game for the seventh seed. So seven versus eight is on April 11. April 12th would be nine versus 10. And then April 14th would be the play-in for that eight seed. Okay, so there you go. There you have it. April 11th, 12th, and 14th. And you want to stay out of that? Get more rest. All that jazz. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Here's Moody saying that the Andrew Wiggins situation was looming over the team. It was kind of looming over everybody because uh you know a lot of us didn't don't really know like how he's feeling how he's dealing with the situation so when he's away from the team we all got to think about that you know when our prayers before the team we always don't mention them and keep them in them keeping them in our prayers so to have him back and have to see his emotions to see him smiling that's that's a bright spot for the team and here's jordan Poole talking about check that not jordan Poole. yes jordan Poole on having wiggins back in his bright light spirit I'm glad he took the time that he needed. We're welcoming him back with open arms. Really excited. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Energy, positive energy to have him back. He just such a bright light, has such an amazing spirit. It's just dope to be around him, and it's, it's definitely good to have him back in the locker room. Speaking of few words, Jordan Poole right there. 
And finally, Stephen Curry talking about embracing Wiggins and giving him love. That's what it's about, understanding how much he's been embraced by our fan base, by the organization, and that's the love you show your your own. And I know there's been a lot of unnecessary conversation around him and the whole situation, and you don't really want to really react to everything that, sh- that goes on, as they say, on the Internet, but it's just a matter of embracing him and giving him the space to come back and enjoy basketball again and enjoy being around us. So... You heard the players, you heard Andrew Wiggins, you heard Bob Myers, and let's hear from the head coach on the other side, Steve Kerr, talking about Andrew Wiggins, coming back and just being on that sideline, went to him. We're going to take a quick break, come on back. We're also going to hear from another head coach around the NBA who says the MVP race is over. It's done. And it just might be as a certain Philadelphia 76er named Joel Embiid put his team on his back and scored a boatload of points and put a signature dub in the pocket of Philadelphia. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. The pregame show rolls on right here on 95.7 The Game. On 95.7 The Game. Ray Love on a Wednesday morning here on the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. Warriors take out the Oklahoma City Thunder, 136-125. to Jordan Poole, 30-piece. Steph Curry, 34-piece. Moses Moody, 13 points off the bench. Great to see that. Dante DiVincenzo, 16 points off the bench as Klay Thompson was a late scratch in the starting lineup yesterday with a sore back. Hopefully everything is okay there. Andrew Wiggins back in the building. And the vibes are immaculate. The vibes are great as it pertains to the Golden State Warriors as they got two games remaining. And they are clinging to a playoff spot. They are currently the fifth seed, holding off the Lakers, holding off the Clippers who take it out on each other tonight down in Los Angeles. It's a Clippers home game, but they both play at the same arena down at Crypto.com. God, I hate that name. I hate it. Staples was just so good. I get it. Staples might be dying out, those kind of companies. Quietly, crypto. I'm not going to get into that conversation, but let's not say it's the end-all, be-all of everything in the future of commerce here in America. But, God, Staples just sounded great, didn't it? Rolls off the tongue. It's nice. Like Chase Center. It works. CC, Chase Center. Perfect. Wells Fargo Arena. Levi's sounds great. Coliseum, and I know that name, Ring Central, whatever. Coliseum, perfect. Just certain names you associate with certain teams. Staples was with the Lakers. And then Crypto.com, it just stinks. But I digress. Those two teams play tonight, and one of those teams is going to lose, which means one of those teams is not going to be happy, but the Warriors will be. They will be. Because even though that they don't have the tiebreaker against either of those teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, it assures them that they will remain a five or a six seed. Nick and Berkeley wants to join the program here, talking about the Warriors. Nick, what's up, man? You're up early. Oh man, you know just uh, just softball season, man. My, my my high school team, man. We we got a big game coming up on Monday against the undefeated Pinellas Spartans. So you know how that goes. You know we got a battle, man. Yes, sir. Hey, so uh, I want, I just want to say, man, the Warriors. They're about to go on a tear, man. 
Everything is coming together. Like the, all this, the stew is just getting. It's almost. It's almost cooked. The gumbo's in the pot coming together. I mean, man. And, mm-hmm. and what I loved about it, they didn't rush Wiggins back. They never rushed any of their injured injured players back too fast. It's like it's like the coaches and the management are all separated from the doctors and stuff. It just looks really cool, man. How how they just. How they just you know they just take care of their players on that end. You know they don't rush them back and try to get them hurt just for a win. You know what I mean? And so the Warriors are going to win these two games, and then they're going to win about eight more in a row. Bro. Eight more in a row. Wow, Nick and Berkeley there, scorching hot at five thirty a.m. on the pregame show. We are the working man's show here in the Bay Area. The working man getting off work, getting on work. The constructions. I don't like the. I know Bonte likes to do shout at all us. The pregame show is the working man's show. All right. Let me know if you're a pregamer out there, 888-957-9570, We'll continue to talk about the Warriors and take your calls there. YouTube, Twitch, hello, you guys are on fire. Appreciate all of you chiming in there. Morali, Stunna, all of you. But I wanted to get into this. And the MVP race has been fascinating to watch this entire season. Because there was a little controversy kind of spout. I think it was Kendrick Perkins of ESPN about maybe a month or so ago talking about how there's a conspiracy when it comes to the MVP voting. He brought up a race element to it. Jokic, you know, looking for his third consecutive MVP. Like, is there a white thing going on there? The guy, the great white hope, that sort of thing going on. Bunch of nonsense. Him and JJ Reddick getting into it, all that sort of stuff. But it was an interesting topic as it pertains to Jokic winning a third consecutive MVP, and a guy like Joel Embiid seeking his first. You can toss in Giannis in there if you want, but I kind of believe it's been a two-horse race for this last month anyways. Giannis has been absolutely unbelievable. By the way, sneakily, no one's talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. They just keep winning. They're, like They're going to win the finals, right? They're going to they're gonna represent the East. That's kind of what it feels like to me. No one can stop Giannis. Middleton's been playing very well. I know he can be iffy at times with his injuries, but... Giannis, my God, just incredible. But as it pertains to Embiid and Jokic, it's a two-horse race. And what we saw last night with Joel Embiid scoring 52 points in a 103-101 victory over the Boston Celtics, the reigning Eastern Conference champions, in a huge battle. Hey, don't get it twisted. It's a three-horse race when it comes to who's going to represent the East in the NBA Finals. Got the Bucks. Champs two years ago, you got the Celtics, who represented the East in the finals yes, uh, yeah, I was gonna say yesterday. Felt like yesterday. Last year, and you got the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's because of this guy, Joel Embiid. 52 points, 13 boards, 6 assists. Meanwhile, you look over with the Rockets. Oh, the lowly Rockets taking on the number one seed Nuggets. No, they got no chance in that game, right? Wrong. 124-103, Houston Rockets. Nikola Jokic, 14 points, 10 boards, 4 assists. I know he's coming off a cast strain. I think he had like 9 or 8 turnovers. He almost had a triple-double, but not in the good way. Yikes. The MVP race ended last night, folks. It ended last night. And if you don't believe me, just ask the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. not biased at all, right? The MVP race is over. I, I, I'm really like tonight. We had we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots uh, with open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. 
I appreciate uh, Doc Rivers, head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, there, admitting his bias, but I agree with him. He's right. It's over. Joel Embiid is the NBA MVP. And all due respect to Nikola Jokic, tremendous. The guy's a triple-double machine. The Warriors know what he's about. The guy's just a beast. He trains with bears in Siberia. Eh, Maybe that's far-fetched. But you believe me if I told you. The guy's got scratches all over his arms. And it's unbelievable what he does on a night-in and night-out basis. They're the number one seed. He deserves his respect. Just being in the conversation for a third consecutive MVP, are you kidding me? Guy's a future Hall of Famer. He's awesome. We get all that. But this year, it's been about... Joel Embiid, and it's been about the Philadelphia 76ers. Just think about how we cover both of those teams. The Nuggets and the Sixers. The Nuggets have been the best team in the West. A conference historically much stronger than the East all season long. And historically, not even historically, just look at this season. Like, look at all the teams in the West that have potential to win the NBA title. Like, I could make the argument for the Grizzlies, that's one, the Suns, that's two, the Warriors, that's three, Clippers, that's four, and the Lakers, that's five. Kings, it's been a nice year, I don't see you winning it. Hell, if you want to toss in the Nuggets there, maybe, okay, that's six, right there. That's six teams in the Western Conference. But, that's, I'm not, I'm actually not putting the Nuggets there. I'm not. That's five teams. Because you know why I'm not putting the Nuggets there? Because everyone's telling me, and the executives around the league, we heard from Howard Beck last segment, they're telling me I shouldn't. No one believes in the Denver Nuggets. I don't believe in them. You know what? I was trying to give them their respect this morning, just to give Jokic his respect. I don't believe in them. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., they're nice. Okay. Jokic, nice player. They don't play enough defense for my liking. Offense is inconsistent at times. I don't believe in them. But you know who I do believe in? is Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers. And I know James Harden had a bad game. He's kind of looked like a shell of himself at times this season. But he's had to change his game. And I respect that he's trying to become more of a facilitator and less of a high-volume shooter because he's got a guy like Joel Embiid he can lean on. So in a stacked Western Conference, in the number one seeded Denver Nuggets, no one is giving them a shot. But you look it over at the East... And Joel Embiid, what he has been able to do this season for the Philadelphia 76ers, yeah. People are giving them a shot to make the finals. I think that speaks volumes. I think that speaks to Joel Embiid. No slide at Jokic. But building a team around a guy that has offense and defensive capabilities, like Joel does, makes you a contender. Jokic, great player on one side of the ball. His defense, eh. Maybe he needs to be more on the defensive if he's training with those Bears out in Eastern Europe. Joel Embiid's the MVP, folks. Your thoughts, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We're going to hear more from Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole, Steve Kerr yesterday as the crossover is next. Joe Shasky is joining me there. Also, the Oakland A's had a little win yesterday. Tony Kemp with the walk-off. We'll hear from him after the game. Very funny exchange there. Mark Kotze, as Joe Shasky just vehemently opens that door, and he's excited, bringing me my coffee. Thank you, Joe. If you're on YouTube and Twitch, you can see it. It's a venti iced Americano with some sweet cream. I love it. 
Joe Shasky joining me next for the crossroad. Real quick, what's up, Joe? Joe, the barista boy Shasky. There you go. On 95.7 The Game. Game show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. Golden State Warriors taking out the Golden State Warriors take out the Oklahoma City 136 to 125. Sorry, Joe Shasky's joining me there. I thought you were talking to me, but you're talking to Sam Lubman there. My bad. No, no, you did me a, you gave me a pump fake, Joe. Uh and real quick before uh My I bad brother. No, no, you're good. You're good, Joe Shasky uh, of the morning roast. And well, I gotta get used to it. I don't talk to a lot of people other than you daily here. So talking to the IFB, talking over to producer extraordinaire Sam Lowe. And by the way, uh, garlic fries and baseball guys, newest episode out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What yes. are you guys talking about? Uh, the Giants. Okay. Get all Thanks. your Giants. I didn't con- know. I didn't know that. All <laughs> your Giants content there. No, we talked about. We talked about the pitching. Um, we talked about how big of a start that was for DeSclafani. We talked about yes, yeah, Stremski and uh, Sam has some very interesting. Data pointing to the shift really ruining Yaz's Ooh. career uh, in terms of you know him being a high uh, on base and high batting average guy, and so we we dived into that and we talked about the farm system as well. Take that for data, Sam Lubman. Uh, real quick, I teased this Joe. I wanted to get to it. You know, A's not going to get a lot of love throughout the day, so I try to be five a.m. I try Did to you be, see that. I try to be the A's guy here at the station at five a.m. during the pregame show. We are the A's show here. Tony Kemp walking it off against Cleveland. The A's have the winning run at second base. They need a base hit. First pitch to Kemp. Line drive right field. Base hit. You like to see, you like to see the identity. You like to see the culture um, and the mentality from these guys. Um, you know they, they've shown in the last two games uh, that they can bounce back and and uh, you know fight through some some adversity and and uh, and you know some mistakes. And again, we had you know one tonight that that could have been costly, uh, but uh, fortunately, you know we we um, executed our pitches and and uh, and didn't allow it to be an issue. Mark Kotze there, manager of the Oakland Athletics, as they take out the Cleveland Guardians 4-3. to So, good win last night for the A's. Good wins for the Bay Area all around, Joe. Just wanted to get that little A's nugget in there before getting back to the Warriors. There and- was a lot made of the uh, video that... Uh, what's his face? Anthony Rendon? No. Oh, no. I thought you were going to that. Who's suspended, by the way. Four-game suspension for Which Anthony you Rendon. You're like, getting into it. You can't touch fans, dude. Exactly. You just can't. It, people were like, I saw the amount of people I said, good, more plays. I was like, no, not good. Be professional. He's an idiot. Don't good. Oh, you got to let a heckler hurt your feelings so he's called you a B-word? Rendon, Stop. you're making $300 million. Yes. You've been one of the most injured players in baseball. You've been a bust your... with the Los Angeles Absolutely. Angels. And, stunk. And that doesn't excuse <laughs> no. him not. Like, like I get where he might be in a mental state of mind. You can't touch people. No. I don't care what profession yes. you're in. Stop touching people. You yes. especially can't touch the consumer yeah. um, when you're paid that kind of money. Now, I, that doesn't give people a pass to say whatever they want. That person could have said something, and you can get that guy removed. Did you know this? I didn't know this. Did you know that any sport swearing is a 
removable offense. So if someone is swearing in a, in the stands, the the players yeah. can turn and get that person removed for swearing. I, I did not know that. In the NBA, I knew that. Is that in every sport you were saying? That's, David Sampson was talking about it. We're basically like, you're allowed to heckle and say whatever you want. When you swear, even if you say personal things. Interesting. It's a profanity. Yeah, then. Like so they, that, go okay. through, they go through all of these tutorials with the players, and they say, look, you're going to hear, you know, crazy things about someone saying that they did something with your significant other or they might bring up your children and all these things. And yes, while we believe those to be out-of-bounds remarks, as long as they don't swear, it's all kind of within the, you know, the... Part of the job, right? Yes. Even though we don't like it, like you can't, you can't lose your mind. You cannot touch a fan. No, you can't do that. And not even, even when the fans are wrong. Well, you've been seeing a lot in the NBA, like the last like two years, especially. You'll see guys like LeBron or Draymond, like pointing, like, mm-hmm. dude, get this guy thrown out of here. Like he's like he's saying stuff that I don't like. And maybe you can call those athletes off or whatever. But you know what? Like they don't want to hear it, then get them out. You like know, my my opinion of buying a ticket has not not that it's dramatically changed, but here's where I'm at. Don't ruin it. For the other consumers around, around you. you. Yeah, exactly. Okay? I, I'm bringing young Benjamin, not to cut you off. I'm bringing like a three or four year old. Totally. Like, please, please stop. Yeah, like, totally. come on, know where you're at. So, like, you know, like I went to the, the Cowboy Niner game, a lot of Niner games, but I went to the Cowboy Niner game. There's a drunk fan behind us, yeah. and he was, he was belligerent. Uh. But. He wasn't swearing. Oh. All right. And so, like, my whole thing was, and it's not like swearing's the only no, thing. No, you no. can say some out of bounds things. But, like, he was yelling the whole game, and it was funny, and then it got annoying after a certain time. But you know what? He didn't necessarily ruin it for everyone. Okay. But had he crossed that line, yeah. believe me, I was texting Bad Fan no, to totally. have him removed. Now that we're on the subject of uh, cursing, uh, I have a three and a half year old. Uh oh. He um, picked up on what? What word? He may have. The other night, as we were getting ready for dinner, we were all sitting around, we were watching whatever show he was watching. And Was it Duck You? It was a, it was a O, F, ending with K. O, F. I was like, oh, where did you hear that? It obviously didn't say that. I was like, obviously heard it from me and my wife. 100%. Me and J- I was like, just taken aback, and I was like... Oh, God. Was that normal conversation between you and your wife, or was that from sports? That was from yelling at someone in the car that cut me oh off, or God. sports, oh. or a compilation well, of something. Well, there's a sponge at that there's, Exactly. And you know what? And Jay, I was like, and I was dead-faced like, don't you ever say that. And then there's Jade turning around just laughing her ass off. I was like, you can't. And then, and then I started off. I was like, you can't laugh, because if he laughs, he's going to think it's funny. He's going to keep saying so it. Funny. But it's just like, oh, God. It just made me feel like such a horrible parent. I know it happens all the time. Kids are sponges. I was like, looking back, in hindsight, I was like, dude, I was saying like an F word when I was like five or six or whatever. It's like, it happens. Like, come on. Like, My brother was whatever, five, six years younger than me. He was always 12 going on 17. Trust me. The language <laughs> coming out of this kid's mouth was unbelievable. You told me stories about Pat. About Yeah, yeah, he's an insane kid. Uh, his, uh, his oldest son, George, his big thing is, uh, for the last couple of months, no, that's mine. And he goes over to Teddy and he just rips it out of his hand, which is his uh, little brother. Oh, and, very possessive. Yeah. No, 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 that's mine. Yeah. And they're like, like, as in, you know, I'm going to take that yes. toy from you this second. And he's been doing that with a six-month-year-old sister. Like, she just doesn't even know. She's just trying to feel she stuff no here in it. She has no clue. No, sissy, that's mine. Just getting all mad. I was like, oh, so he's giving her the full business. Oh, yeah. He's like, that's mine. Just taking it. I was like, just please don't cuss her out, son, while you're doing this. Like, I just, it was just a funny, I had to bring that up. It just happened over like, no, I love it. It was just a moment of content. Like, there was a blame 
Endgame game happened for a second. I was like, it's no one's fault. Don't worry about it. He's going to be fine. It's not the end of the world that he said the F word, but let me know at 888 if you guys have been in that you. situation. It's, uh, you know, it happens. I, I need to ask Bonte if, if uh, Baby Chez is snuck Can I tell you something? We're in the word. dugout yesterday, and I got, I got, uh, we had a Little League game yesterday, and I didn't realize how screwed up these kids are from that one and a half COVID years. These oh, kids, yeah. att- now the attention span for a child. Uh, before COVID was already horrific. I'm not here to say that it wasn't. I swear to God, it was like on steroids. There are a bunch of 12-year-olds in our dugout. It, they used to not be able to like focus for, for long periods of time. Like That was already a given, any age. And yes, you throw in the phones, everything. I'm, I'm convinced losing that year and a half for every child between the ages of like 2 and 18 ruined them. Yeah, it's well, especially in today's age, too, as we're talking uh, parenting and children here on the pregame show, Joe Chasky and Joe Spadoni on the cross, Jover. But we're talking, you know, these phones that these kids are having now. It's and and I'm not, and, 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 dude, they know what to do with them. They take them. I was just at a little kid's birthday party down in Monterey this past weekend. Kids are trying to grab other parents' phones and just, you know, like, dude, it's the, it's, we're I don't want it, it's addiction. It's, crack. it's addiction. It's screen time. Yes. It's not wanting to parent your kid and putting a screen yes. on because you need some peace and quiet. I get that. Is I'm it not, the new pacifier? Not, a little bit. And I'm not. And I'm, not, I'm not trying to parent shame. Like I've been in that situation. It's like, listen, this kid's freaking out. Like, of course. put on some cocoa melon here. Watch this. Like, I need to. Dude, 100%. I just need to try, freaking put my sheets on my bed. 100%. Like that's what I'm trying to do. Yesterday, I had a six month old screaming, and I just had to let her do it for a little bit. I was putting on my freaking sheets. I was like, "You threw up all over these last night, so I'm cleaning this because of you." Stop screaming at me. But I digress. It's the technology. Yes. It's the screens. It's everything so fast, fast, fast. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And that's just kind of what the millennial generation kind of bestowed upon this next generation is. We want everything now. No streaming yesterday. services. Yesterday, my kid doesn't even want to watch commercials anymore. Well, Skip this. I don't want to watch this part. He says skip I was like, this? Yeah. Skip. I, was like, I, didn't, I wasn't allowed to skip anything as a kid. I had to watch all these horrible infomercials. He's three and, and a half? Yeah. He's three and a half. Skip this. Skip this, Daddy. I don't want to watch this part. I was like, no. I'm not going to. I can't to. believe Dude, that. skip this. Like, that's just where they are. Where are we at in society, Joe Shasky? I mean, I can't like, wait you're, for the You're the, talking about five and six-year-olds and seven-year-olds. I'm talking about three and a half-year-olds. That's incredible. It's incredible. Skip so this. I so so God I'm blown away. God bless you trying to, like, teach defense and keep, like, oh, the runner on second and the, the stealing and all that sort of stuff. God bless you. By the way, when I'm, I was in Mustang. I'm the old school, by the way. I just keep hitting ground balls harder and harder and yeah. harder at them. Attack the ball. Don't be afraid exactly. of it. That's what I always remember. Just don't let the ball come to you. Attack it. With your glove, flat feet get you beat. Totally. I I was looking back at Mustang. Now that we're talking about like coaching and stuff like that, when I was in Mustang League, um, and I promise we'll get to the Warriors here in just a second. Big win over the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. But I, I'm more into Mustang and CYO baseball. But I was always taught we didn't t- uh, steal. I don't think we're a good enough team to steal bases. Where are you at with like seven and eight year olds? Like, are you just trying to steal all the time? They're no, not throwing no, back. No. Well, okay, like, I, I, like coach pitch, you can't. But once you get into like we called it Mustang, I don't know if they still call it that. Like uh, eleven and twelve year olds yeah. throwing, like you can start stealing then, so, right? There's nuances to it. So, uh, like the way I look at it, yesterday we were up ten to one, and I was like, all right, we're gonna go station to station. You know what I mean? Station to station. In, in terms of like, we don't want to steal bases on them because you don't want to run it up. But like, if a guy hits a ball into the gap, isn't it more disrespectful to just go to one yes 
Yes, it and, is. I believe so. Yeah, I agree. Yes. And so, like, and that's where, like, it's like if the kids are making plays and they're running around, like, you're not intentionally trying to run up the score on them. No, but you're no, also no. you're not like trying to like make them feel so bad to where you're literally going over the top to disrespect them. Stealing bases is very difficult at this age. We're at twelve years old, and they're throwing. Some guys are throwing really hard at, at yep. pitcher, and so there's a lot of swing and misses. All right, the, the game is slow, uh, just in general. Okay. No pitch clock for the kids yet. I, you, we have not seen one guy even come close to throwing out one guy on the on the bases, and there are some really good catchers. And so it's hard. Like everyone's that, running yeah. the bases. But here's what I would say to you: is that not every kid can hit, not every kid can throw, not every kid can catch. Every single kid loves to run the bases. And so to me, you can build confidence that way. Here's the problem. When you do it at too young of an age, it becomes automatic runs once anyone gets on base. They're automatic, just automatically throw them on third base. Okay. And so there is a false pretense. Oh, I'm a great base stealer and oh, I'm going to do this. And so it adds another layer of frustration, I believe, for everyone watching. Here's my number one problem. This is my number one problem okay. with youth sports and baseball specific. I will tell every umpire until I'm blue in the face. Anything close is a strike. Stop yeah. waiting on the yes. perfect strike. Force both teams to swing the damn bat. Swing the bat. And as and coming from a kid who was uh, not afraid to swing the bat, I just didn't because my first two plate appearances when I was 10 years old I got hit one on the wrist and then one on the knee. Yes. Didn't want to play anymore. Of but my, that was the second game of the season. It's just like, no, son, we paid for this, so you're playing yeah. all freaking season. It's like, I don't want to, but too bad, so sad. That's Joe Shasky. He's coming up next. Bonte Hill. Didn't get any Warriors here, but oh, trust me, Andrew Wiggins back on the sideline. Four hours of Moses it. freaking Moody. Come on now, uh, criminal that he wasn't playing earlier. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson scratched the short uh, sore back yesterday. Allowed other guys to succeed. That's an interesting little topic. Maybe we'll uh, get into that. That's uh, Joe Shasky uh, coming up next with Bonte Hill. Morning Rose. This was the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, ninety-five-seven. The game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.